You know, new year coming up, new opportunities. This one's not over, though. We can start tonight by saying, by saying yes to God. One thing I've learned in my spiritual walk, it didn't happen overnight. It, it's something that I had to muscle memory. It's something that I had to focus on. I'm being very sincere with you tonight. It's something I still struggle with from time to time. Letting my yes be my yes and my no be my no. But when it comes to what God wants for us, it needs to be a yes. When you know that's God, what, what God wants for, for you, you need to have a yes ready for God. God wants you to quit drinking. Yes, Lord. God wants you to quit lying. Yes, Lord. God wants you to quit running out around on your husband. Yes, Lord. God wants you to change your ways. Yes, Lord. God wants you to start a ministry. Yes, Lord. God wants you to get involved in Caney Creek Cowboy Church and serve. Yes, Lord. God wants you to get out there and stand in front of a bull and say, Jesus loves me. Yes, Lord. When was the last time you said yes? Can anybody share with me tonight? Let's do this for a minute. Is there anybody that would really be honest? I don't want anybody to stand up this line because I pray that God would strike you dead if this, if it, you know what I'm saying? This is one of those moments I really want you to get this tonight. So don't stand up like you're a big shot and say, oh, I know I heard from God on this, so I did it. When was the last time you said yes to God about a specific situation and you want to testify about that tonight? Is there anybody? Stand up. Anyone else said yes to God? Are we just a church that says no all the time? Is there anybody else? You said yes. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Joseph? Anyone else? Anyone else? Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen.
Amen. Amen. Anyone else? God's called them out of their comfort zone. Amen. Uh, open your Bibles if you brought one tonight. Matthew five thirty seven. I learned this early on, and I share it with people all the time. I lose a lot of friends. I lose a lot of loved ones. I lose a lot of people with their own ambitions. Matthew 5, 37. I'll say it again. I lose a lot of friends. I lose a lot of people who are coming to this church for their own agenda, who are wanting to be involved so that they can be in the see-me nation instead of the God nation. But I've learned this, and it, and it just says as simple as possible. Everybody there say amen. Just say a simple, yes, I will. Or no, I won't. Your word is enough to strengthen your promise with a vows shows that something is wrong. Let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. I got on my knees and I prayed and I asked God, God, reveal to me a person that, that I would relate to in the Bible who who, who said yes to you. This is a conversation I had with God last night when I'm reading my Bible, and, and I said, God, reveal to me a person that would say yes to you, that would, would open their mouth, that I would have something in common with, that I would have something that I could share tonight with the church about. And, and he took me to Luke 1. Go to Luke 1. He took me to Mary, Jesus' birth mother. He took me there, and he took me to this verse, Matthew, Mark, Luke, he's at Luke 1, 38. When Mary said yes to God. Come on, that ought to feel good tonight. Because she said yes, we have a Savior. Because she said yes, we have a deliverer. Because she said yes, we have a provider. Come on, somebody. Because she said yes, we have Jesus. Y'all ought to get that tonight. Verse 38, Mary responded, yes, I am the Lord's servant. And I am willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. And then the angel left. Saying yes to Jesus is a very simple, at the same time, very profound. It sounds simple when you're doing it on Sunday and you raise your hand and you give your life to the Lord. But living for Christ every day is not so simple. Like Mary found, as she said yes, things changed. Her whole world turned upside down. How many have said yes to Jesus and your whole world is turned upside down? 
Mary said yes to Jesus, but her whole world got turned upside down. She had to explain to, to, to her husband, her fiancé-to-be, that now she's pregnant. She wondered what her friends would think about her. She wondered what would happen, but she put all that aside and said yes. Brothers and sisters, God's calling us to do stuff right now, this year, this moment. Bigger than buying hot dogs, but hot dogs is important. Bigger than buying chips, but chips are important. Bigger than buying sodas, but soda at this moment is very important to the kingdom of God. But God is calling us, you, me, to do something far greater than we can see. Mary said yes, but at the time she didn't really comprehend that a Savior, the one and only Savior, was going to be born. Thank God tonight she said yes. Let me ask you, do you remember when you said yes to Jesus? Saying yes to Jesus is very simple and at the same time it's very profound. It is the most eternal decision you will ever make. Saying yes starts with a person's desire to know God in a personal way. The Bible says that we can be in God's family, adopted sons and daughters like, like uh, any parent. He wants to be a part of our lives. So when you say yes to God anywhere, anytime, you're part of the family. How many got kids? How many don't like to hear their kids say no? Hey, go clean your room up. Nah, I'm not going to do it. Hey, don't be looking at that now. Nah, I'm going to look at it anyway. Can you imagine God does the same thing to us when we tell him no? God tells you to put your last $20 in the offering. No, God, I can't trust you there. God tells you, hey, don't buy that beer. No, I can't trust you there. God tells you, open your Bible and read it. Well, I wouldn't get it anyway, God. I see people all the time say no to God. We had an event not long ago, and I wanted to do some things at the event, and, and it was just on my heart to do these particular things. I'm not going to tell you what they are because someone might get their feelings hurt tonight, and I'm really not caring about your feelings, but... I will tell you a story that really hurt my feelings. There was someone that I respected, someone that I admired, someone that I brought into this inner circle and, and, and said, hey, I believe that you can do some major things with us here at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. But every time we asked them something, the answer was no. No, I don't think I want to do that. No, I don't think I want to do that. No, don't do, do that. No, don't do that. You see the ones doing powerful things are the ones that say yes. It broke my heart because they came in like a flash in the pants. Is that an old word from old school day? I don't know what that means, but I guess if we had a torch on somebody's flashy pants, you'd be moving. They come in sometimes to this church like a flash in the pants. And they say, oh, look at me. I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm this. And we believe that. But then the moment God challenges them, they say no to God. God don't like to hear no, no more than like, you and I like to hear no. There's so many things you should be doing right now, but you're telling him no. Where can I serve? Anywhere. I don't know my purpose. Well, get involved and you'll find it quick. Well, you'll know if you're not in the right spot because we'll move you. 
I've had people in this church, they start off over here, it didn't work out. They start off over here, it didn't work out. They start off over here, it didn't work out. Start off. Cooper, you, you can testify to that. Cooper Cooper was running this, and Cooper went over here and did the youth, and, Cooper went over, and then Cooper found his spot. His spot is back there. It took a while. How many have been there? Bobby, you've been there. Bobby, bam, bam, bam. Now he's got his spot because he keeps saying yes. Yes, I'll go over here. I don't like bulls, but I'll open the gate. Yes, I'll go over here. I don't like to sweep the floor, but I love Jesus. Yes, I'll go over here, and I'll help Brother Mark on this new adventure. I don't like doing that. I'm kind of creeped out when we go over here in the hood and be preaching. I don't like that. I'm going to stick close to one of them. I know some of them got some guns. I'm just saying. We travel like that. But Mary, oh, thank God Mary said yes. How hard was it for her? She had to leave her family, leave her town, get on a donkey, travel halfway across the world, get there, her water breaks. And now she needs a hotel room. She needs clean towels. She needs a safe place for her baby to be born. And, and, and then they say, well, we ain't got no room for you. But God always provides when we say yes to him. I don't think that, that we, would, we, we would entertain the thought of, a, uh, of, of being neglected ourselves if we didn't understand the manger scene. I don't think that we could grasp the whole Christmas thing anymore because we understand too much how he came unto his own and his own didn't receive him. Because when we say yes to God, a lot of times other people don't want nothing to do with us. When we say yes, we're going to do this, a lot of other times our, our friends at work, they don't want to have nothing to do with us. Our family won't have nothing to do with us. But the Lord said, I'm telling you to say yes. Let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. The Bible says that we can be in God's family, adopted his sons and daughters. And like any parent, he wants us to say yes. Once you know your heart is turning to God and you want to be in a relationship with him, a strong relationship, you just keep saying yes. It just becomes simple to say yes. The Bible says it this way. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. Now that's very simple. And that's what it takes. But saying yes means that you acknowledge the relationship part. How many have acknowledged the relationship part that you want to have that relationship with God? Last night we had our three marriage classes here. It was awesome. It was amazing. I walked up on a conversation last night and one of the new ladies, she is telling that she ain't been saved long and one of her friends was going through something and God said to pray with her. And she had just rationalized in her mind how not to pray with her. <laughs> But as the lady kept talking, God kept talking. How many of you know that's how God works? My God is a pushy God. He won't stop with me until I do it. He won't let up on me until I got to do it. 
She said she was talking to her friend. Her friend was going through all kinds of things. She was looking for a house. No houses were available. She had two big dogs. She wanted to take the dogs with her, but every place she looked at didn't accept dogs. And, and, and she just kept feeling in her spirit that I was supposed to pray for my friend here. I was supposed to, I was supposed to pray with her. I was supposed to grab her by the hand and pray. What's she going to think about me if I pray for her? I'm just a new Christian. This lady's been saved her whole life. I've only been saved a few weeks. Finally, she said, ma'am, I have to do this. I have to pray for you. She said, would you like me to pray for you? And the lady said, yes. You see, because when God orchestrates and lines up things, you're going to receive what he wants. So she said, yes. She said, yes. And, and she grabbed her by the hands and she prayed that God would just give her a house, give her a place to stay, give her a shelter for her animals and all those things. And how many would believe tonight that within just a few days, God did that thing? God did that thing. The lady called her on the phone. She said, you ain't going to believe this. And she said, what? She said, I've been looking at this same townhouse for lease for, for, for months now. I drive by it every day, drive by it every day, drive by it every day. And, and, I, and I like the townhouse, but I figure I can't afford it. I like the townhouse, but I figure they don't take pets. She said something told her to call that number. Not only could she afford it, but they take pets. You know, I think that was more for the young Christian to see that than it was for the seasoned veteran to receive that. Because sometimes us seasoned veterans, we think we got it all figured out and God just blesses us and this and that and the other. But sometimes a, a hungry young Christian needs to know that when they say yes to God, that God is real. Mary was young. She was young when she said yes to the Lord. But God began to open up a, a, a barn, a, a place to have her baby. You know, when you believe and you confess that Jesus paid for all of our sins and death on the cross, you believe that God will change your life. There was a man, another man in the Bible. His name was Nicodemus, who asked Jesus, what does it mean to be born again? How can a person... Enter their mother's womb a second time. Jesus answered him by explaining that your spirit is the part of you who needs to be reborn. You see, she had a baby by the Holy Spirit, by God. Nicodemus asking, how can we be born again? By saying yes to God. By allowing his spirit to come into your heart. I love that. I love that. This is, this is not a first grade message. This is a message for, for every one of us to grab tonight. This is not a message, an elementary message. It's a, it's a worldwide message that Caney Creek Cowboy Church needs to be spreading at this fall festival and around the world that you can be born again. You can be saved. You can be forgiven of your sins by asking Jesus into your heart. Jesus answered him and explained that your spirit is the part that needs to be reborn. When we say yes to Jesus, when we receive him as Lord and Savior, we become born again. Romans 10, 9 says that we became 
born again. When you say yes to Jesus, when you receive his forgiveness, you are cleansed of all your sins and all your unrighteousness. The Spirit of God literally makes his home inside of you. How many tonight can really feel the Spirit of God living inside of them? Oh, that's a good feeling. I'm going to preach in a minute. That is a good feeling. That's a great feeling. That's an amazing feeling. That feeling has got me out of a lot of situations I would have wrecked. It's as if God has taken his DNA. He's replaced my sin and put his DNA there. He's replaced it in the spirit. He's put it in my body. And you're not programmed to be a sinner anymore. How many are so blessed that they're not programmed to be like they used to be? See what God was saying to you. That's not you anymore stopping for beers. You hear me? Don't stop there. Don't pick that up. Don't go there. Don't take that. That's not you. See, I'm living in here now, and I don't like the way it tastes. I'm living in you, and I don't like the smell of that green stuff you roll up and smoke. I'm living inside of you, and I don't like what you're looking at. I'm living inside of you, and I don't like the way you talk. You ever wonder why people get laryngitis and, and uh, uh, sore throats and stuff? Just saying. <laughs> Flu season. I think I get stripped throat a lot of times because God wants me to be quiet. Thought about that. God just shut my mouth sometimes. It's as God's DNA takes the sin out. It's replaced with him. You're not programmed to be a sinner anymore. In fact, it becomes hard to live the same way because now you're programmed to say yes to Christ. See, when you're programmed to say yes to Christ, you're programmed to say no to sin. How many can testify tonight to that? That you have said no to sin. That you have said no to your old behaviors, your old ways, the old person, the old man, the old woman you used to be. You've said, no, I'm not going to go there anymore. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. No, and, and it gets harder the closer you get to Christ. The more Satan wants to pull you away. See, Satan don't mess with those who are not doing anything. He knows they're not going to be effective for the kingdom. He messes with those are going to do something who are saying yes when you say yes like job did you get struck down you lose things you become sick with illness you you have all your friends betray you you have all your family betray you but let me tell you something just like job the story don't end when you're on the ground it begins when you say yes i remember I remember, well, I, 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 I'm going to tell you right now, I'm scared to death to go to jail. I, I, I spent so much time in jail as a young man. Uh, the moment a cop pulls up beside me, man, my, I start shaking like this, man. I'm better now since I got something that worked for me and people that really know me, I'm a little bit better. But I, sometimes I still use the preacher thing. How are you? I'm Pastor Mark, King Creek Cowboy Church. You really need to see my driver's license. You really want to run my record because my record is as long as this church. And, 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 and I really get a little nervous when cops come and pull up beside me and, and want to talk to me and want to be. But I'm better now because the Holy Spirit has replaced the old with the new. 
But I recall there was an incident about two years ago where a guy was running from the FBI. He was affiliated with the church. His family came here. He had done some horrible things, and, and, and the FBI was looking for him. And the FBI agent said, do you know anywhere he would go? Well, if he was on the run, he'd probably go to Caney Creek Cowboy Church. Next thing you know, I got FBI's across the street. I got them on the end of the road. I got them behind here. I got guys on, with binoculars standing around. And I'm going to tell you, I had to buy new underwear that week. I was a, I'll just be real with you tonight. I, I was a little nervous. I was like, I was like, why, what, what's going on? And I was wondering why all these cops were around and all these things were happening. And I, and I was beginning to, to panic. And Mary said, you had not done anything in years. But what if something come up? <laughs> Uh, what is I know there's a statute of limitations and stuff, but I'm just like, what if something come up? <laughs> and I don't really know about this statute of limitations thing in the first place. I don't know if that's a real deal or not. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I, I got on my brave face. I got on my suit, and I got all dressed up. And they were parked at the fireworks stand. And I pull up right next to them. I said, hey, man, how you doing? And he on the phone. And he's in one of those cars that don't look like it's a cop car, but if you look at the license plate, it says exempt. <laughs> See, I figured out all they little tricks. <laughs> when I was an outlaw, I knew all they little tricks. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I was like, hey, man, what y'all doing? Nothing. I'm just on the phone, using the phone. I said, oh, really? I said, well, can I help you with anything? Nope. Have a good day. Shoot. <laughs> he could have told me if he was looking for me or something. You know, he could have told me. Could have, we could have got because I was brave for a minute. Then I drove to the post office and Joe ran. I came back like I hadn't done nothing. And, I, and all of a sudden, my phone rings. And it's the guy's family member said, hey, Brother Mark. I said, hey, what's going on? Well, you heard such and such did this. And they asked me where he might run to. And I told him the church. I said, you did what? And then all of a sudden, my, 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 my CSI stuff started kicking in. Because late at night, she makes me watch some of that stuff. And, 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 and I started thinking, they got this phone bugged. Let me call you from a cricket phone. I'll call you right back. Let me hang up. I got a cricket phone. Let me go get a cricket phone and, and call you from my cricket phone. And, uh, and so I, I was like, I didn't want to talk. I was like, you did what? She's like, yeah, I told him they might, he, might, he might come to you. He might come to you. All of a sudden, man, I was like, whew. So I get home that evening and my phone rang. And it was the FBI. I ain't kidding. <laughs> I'm standing in my front yard. And I'm talking to a special agent and somebody. We want to know if you've seen somebody. Blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I heard about it. We want to know if he's been around. No, I hadn't seen Where do you think he might go? Well, according to his wife over here. 
But if I see him, I'm going to call you. Because I like y'all to leave from around me. Really, I really want y'all to leave from around me, you know. And, and I was like, I was like, I was like, no, I hadn't seen him. And, and, and I will call you if I see him. And, and they staked us out, man, right up to the very end. They finally got him. And, and, I, and I thought to myself, I thought to myself, where do people really run when they're in trouble? They run to God. Especially if they're Christians. They're programmed to say yes to God. Even if they've sinned. Even if you're here tonight and you've been sinning, you're programmed to come to church. His DNA is inside of you and he's going to go to where the bride is. He's going to go to where he can fellowship with his family. So you're programmed, even if you sin, you're programmed to come. That's the great thing about saying yes to God the first time. Because I believe once saved, always saved. There are other religions that don't believe that. There are other religions out there that believe, hey, you can lose your salvation. I don't believe that. There's other religions out there that says you've got to work your way to heaven. I don't believe that. I believe if you pray with your last breath and mean it in your heart and ask Jesus into your life and ask him to forgive you of your sins, he does it. And then when people fall into sin and they fall into shame, after they've prayed the prayer of salvation, God brings them back. And there's a place like tonight that's open. And there's a place like tonight where you can say yes to him again. Sometimes it takes prison. Sometimes it takes hospitals. Sometimes it takes overdosing. Sometimes it takes losing everybody that loved you. To get that yes out of your mouth again. When was the last time you said yes to God? I saw something really cool on the internet. It said if we have stopped taking selfies of ourselves and start serving, oh, what a blessed life we'd have. If we say yes to God and serve and stop making everything about us, 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 and we'd say yes to God and no to us. I got a letter from old boy a few days ago. He said, Brother Mark, I said, hey, I got a letter. He said, I'm sorry for all that I've done. I've asked God to forgive me. Do you think God will? I started to write him back. I don't think I know if you truly mean it. Time will tell. One day he'll be free. Some of you are free tonight. Some of you have been free for a long time. And sometimes that little bit of freedom costs us a great deal. Have you said yes to God? I love this message tonight. Remembering one day at a time saying yes. We have to wake up every morning and choose to say yes in our mind, in our attitude, and in our actions. 
We have to say yes to his word and to come into agreement with his promise. Just like you exercise or feed your body daily so that you can grow and be strong, you have to exercise and feed your spirit. The man inside of you wants to grow and produce things. So as I close tonight, open up your heart to him. Open up your heart to him and say yes. In the, my opening line, I said it would be the best and sometimes the most painful thing you've ever done. But great is our reward, folks. For the cross is heavy. That's why he had to have help. Pay, pay attention, I'm done. Pay attention. The cross is heavy, that's why he had to have help. A lot of times we don't ask for help because we think that we're strong or, or somebody's going to judge us or whatever. Sometimes we need a Bartholomew to carry our cross or Simon, is it Simon, to carry our cross. Sometimes we need help. That's what Caney Creek Cowboy Church is good at. That's what our Lord and Savior is good at. When we say yes to him, help is on the way. Maybe your marriage is in trouble. Maybe you're going through some stuff tonight. Let's say yes to him. And help is on the way. I uh, leave you with the scripture. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new again. Saying yes to Jesus is very simple. At the same time, it's very profound. Because when you say Yes to him, you're saying no to sin. And he wants to get that out of your life tonight. Will you let him? Every head bowed and every eye closed. He loves you with an everlasting love, people. He loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your future. Keep saying yes to him tonight. Tomorrow, the next day, the years to come. Don't be like the flash in the pants. Come in and say, yes, yes, yes. But when it really gets sticky, they say, no. Be a person that their yes is their yes and their no is their no. Yes to Jesus and no to the devil. If you're allowing the devil to control some areas of your life, you need to say no to him right now. No, I will not do this anymore. I'm going to serve God with my whole heart. Pray with me right now. Just say, I'm going to serve you, Lord, with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, all my body. Lord, I'm going to say yes to you every time. Every time, no matter the cost. Lead, God, and direct me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.